How old do you think Lenny Kravitz is? Oh, he's late 40s. Late 40s? I think he's late 40s. Can you give me a number? 48. 48. Wow. He is 57. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw your soul leave your body. (laughs) We just listened to some of his newest hits. They're not hits. We listened to some of his newest songs. Yes. Uh, sounds like a 57-year-old who's still trying to make music. Hey, he's still making music. Let's not make fun of Lenny Kravitz. He's a he's a cool dude, but... Uh, 50, he's... Oh, my. 57. He was born three months after my father. <laughs> not to... Okay. Not to make this episode really somber, but... But... <laughs> I'm going to put a heavy butt in there. Yeah. Do you ever ponder about your existence as as far as a timeline? What? No, you don't? Like, really existential? Like, how small of a blip my existence is compared to human existence? And how small no. of a blip human existence is no. compared to the Earth? And how small no. of a blip the Earth is compared to the universe? And no. how we're nothing? No. Oh, okay. What did you mean? I meant, like, you ever sit there and just think about what... It was like experiencing something historic, like let's say nine eleven. Yeah, and then you realize that was how long ago? Oh yeah, twenty this year. And now you realize your age, and then you think about the past ten years, then think about the past five, and then you imagine your thought process five years ago, and then imagine your thought process moving forward. Oh yeah. Of, well, what is life going to be like for me in five years? What mm-hmm. is my life going to be like in ten years? And then you start going down that line in the future, and you start thinking. What's it going to be like when I reach an old age, if I make it that long? What's it like when I have to start considering and thinking about the end chapters of my life and things like, what am I going to be doing for care? What am I doing for my materials and sending them off to somebody? I'll answer your question and then lighten this comedy episode. No, uh, I don't necessarily like that. I do think every day, every day over here, buddy, every day. Great. That we, we are very different people and it's, it's a miracle that we get along as well as we do. Uh, but I do think of, um, how awful I was five years ago. Every time I see like a social media post I made five years ago. What is all, but define awful. Like you're a horrible person or you're awful as in you made bad decisions, bad decisions. Like you had ice cream when you should have had yogurt. Stop. I did that last night. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I was serious. Like, yeah, I I know you were. That's why I said, stop. (laughs) I'm trying to lighten the mood here. Uh, No, I'm talking like that joke I made on Twitter five years ago was gross or just not funny or not in good taste or stupid or like negative. Why was I putting out that energy on the Internet and stuff like there's so many things like that. Yeah. And I've pretty much been off of social media for like five years. Mm -hmm. And it's always like five years back is when you were the worst. Because like 10 years, you're like, oh, I was just a dumb teenager or whatever. Or like 15 years, you're like, I was a child. And granted, I didn't have social media 15 years ago, probably. But um, Oh, okay, okay. But like the five years is that sweet spot where it's like, I was at the job I'm at now, and I was <laughs> acting like that. Um, but I've been off social media for five years, so I know the next five years I won't have 
that like time capsule of awfulness to look back on and i'm so excited for it so because right now my five years ago still exists on the internet right so here's the thing i never you know me right yeah everybody says oh my gosh do you have a blah 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 and i'm gonna go no and now because you asked me and obviously everybody else has it i'm not gonna do it because i don't want it jesus like now i don't want it so (laughs) it's the first time you've made that decision based on that reasoning that i i I think you're right so (laughs) so for the first i want to say few years after myspace Mm -hmm. i had i i had a myspace and then after myspace came facebook and i made a facebook and then after facebook i kind of just started resisting when it was sure well do you have a twitter do you have a snapchat do you have an instagram do you have a, and i was just no no fuck no. you fuck you now i'm not gonna have one yeah because everybody has one well you do have a twitter but, right you no no, you no, just no. Well, i was gonna say i went a, a good period of time without having social media because yeah. i was just like fuck everybody and then i then i got into it after yeah and because i got into the game late i saw all the fuck ups everybody else did mm. and i just i do i have all those things I just don't post anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have them, and I watch the things I find entertaining or read the things I find entertaining, and then that's it. So I learned that it's not the kind of expose that people think it is of a revelation of yourself being uh, uh, portrayed online. Yeah. I viewed it as kind of just, oh, it's... it's. I always viewed it for what I think it was, it, it, like the tool that it could be, which is just keeping in touch with people. Yeah. Like my friend out in BC, mm-hmm. I'm able to see like her garden and her second kid she just had. Yeah, that's and, like, cool. Shit like that. So like, it's cool to be able to like, okay, cool. I can kind of just keep in touch without having to formally keep in touch with people. Yeah. Which takes energy. Like it takes energy to do that. Like two of my, two of my super good close friends in Texas texted me last night and said, Hey, just a quick checkup on if you wanted to try to schedule something to hang out. And I, they texted me, I think, at like 10 in the morning. And I didn't respond until 1130 when I got home from hockey. And it was because my day is nonstop. And it's just it not that it, it's a lot of energy just to read and acknowledge and text back because it's not. Mm-hmm. But that's more than at my convenience viewing and v- seeing their lives, mm-hmm. right? Or seeing their updates. So it, it's just um, what I'm saying is I think social media gets a bad rap for a good reason. But I think it's because social media is used improperly. I think everybody could really use social media in a very different manner, mm-hmm. but they don't. But they could, and if they did, I think it wouldn't be as harmful as it is. Yeah. But I do agree uh, with the harmful effects of social media in today's, uh, especially in today's youth. Yeah. I 100% understand it. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I view it just like anything else. Like, alcohol is tasty. Yeah. You, but you can have alcohol without having problems yeah exactly like you don't you don't have to get blackout you don't have to drink every day like you could have like or you could binge drink and it, then it's just like no i pounded 30 beers in a day it's like that's yeah probably not healthy like <laughs> it's like yeah but it's beer and it's alcohol and i like it it's like that's good but like there's healthy ways to do this like, there's also water yeah <laughs> yeah but you see what i'm saying like yeah, like exactly. you can easily abuse a lot of things yeah and there's easily a harmful side it's a balance yeah so my experience social media is is very i post like maybe once every four months yeah <laughs> like i'll post like a picture of something like and that's it yeah nice just not so often. Not just often. so you're like few old close friends who still follow you be like oh that's nice dubs went for a walk yeah like uh, I like i guy. posted um how i've only broken 
500 calories in a 45-minute spin class twice. I, you you texted me that one. That third time. I texted you the third time. That just happened. And I was like, <laughs> fucking did it. Like, they thought they could keep 500 from me. I yeah. was so happy for you. Thank you. As Thank a you. fat guy who did that on the reg when I did a 45-minute spin class, just because, like, oh, my God, he's still going. <laughs> like, he, oh, Lord, he coming. <laughs> but you broke 400, though. I broke 500, uh, 500 all the time. All the time. Yeah. I never break 500. Yeah. It's just because I'm a big boy, and it, it takes a lot of calories to move this big boy. I'm a big boy. Yeah, because I remember um, when you told me, I was saying, um, like, dude, I try. Yeah. I'm not. It's you not like scream. I'm, it's not like I'm not trying. Like, my average heart rate is, like, a, what, 150? Yeah. When I exert myself to those levels. Yeah. And it's still just. Well, I mean, to be fair, my average heart rate was probably, like, 160, 170. Oh, so when I was breaking those five hundred, I guess I'm just not working as hard as you, Chris. Yeah, I'd really like to see you step up your game one of these days. Yeah, no, I'm a slacker. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz is old, <laughs> but good um, for him for keeping it up. Yes. Hey, speaking of ice cream, I I could swear one of your ice notes. Cream. Yeah. When did I speak of ice cream? Uh, you should have ice cream instead of yogurt. Oh I yes. I did oh last oh night. wow, good memory. I did. Uh, American Dream. So good. Um, you made a note in here that I'm pretty sure is a typo. Ice cream som? Yes. S-O-M-M? Ice cream som. Ice cream som. Ice cream sommelier. Ice cream yes. sommelier? Like yes. a wine sommelier? Yes. Cool. But with ice cream. Oh, is this the video? The oh. video <laughs> the video of that guy being like, mm, aerate it. Mm. <laughs> let, no. it hit, let it hit the back of the dog. No, 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 no. That's I was a ten. Just, I was just imagining. Uh, you what hold it's on. Like. <laughs> you You're not it. about to pull up a video in the middle middle of a podcast. No, I'm not. But I just m- want to make sure I know what it's called. If you look up like ice cream taster, uh, ice cream taster. Got to make sure this is the one. Yes, ice cream tester. Look up ice cream tester on YouTube. Anybody who's listening and just enjoy just pure sexuality <laughs> we'll look it up after after okay. the podcast i have it right i wanted to get your opinion on if you went to a restaurant yeah let's say i took you to my favorite steakhouse yeah right and after our meal they cleared our plates and, and they said would uh would either of you care to view the dessert menu perhaps you're you have some interest and we yeah. say yes and he says great Leaves comes back from menus and goes. If you want, we do have blah 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 here for uh, the ice cream experience. If you want to have that instead, Incredible. we say you know what, sure. And then this person comes over and goes, "My name is blah blah blah. I am the ice cream sommelier of Jay Gilbert's." What kind of name does an ice cream sommelier have? My name is Kevin. No, it has to be European. <laughs> what it has to be European? Are you going full fancy? Like I think you're oh, just yes. replacing wine with ice cream. That you gotta be. That's like, my point. That's what. That's my exactly. No, my point. no, no, no. That's exactly <laughs> my point. And we go. What's on the menu? It's like, oh, we have a fantastic full fat pistachio, freshly made. It's like, oh, okay, like. Uh, like what? What do you think about it? Well, you know the pistachios came from the blah 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 region with an amazing acidity rate for the past harvest. You got to fill in it's more been- <laughs> details. I don't want these blah blah blahs. The guy comes up and goes, "Hi, my name's Dougie. I'm the ice cream no. sommelier." <laughs> okay, let's do uh, Frederick. Fred? No. Yes. Freddie. My name's Freddie. I'm the ice cream sommelier. He has a pinwheel hat. <laughs> no, no. See, now you're making a mockery of this idea. No, I'm making yes. it more accurate. No, no, no. No, no this no. dude does not have, have a you mustache. Ever, have, have you ever dealt with the sum? 
No. Okay. Are you then- kidding? What do you mean? Am I kidding? Look at me. <laughs> Look like a guy who listened knows. to one episode of our podcast and tell me if I've ever experienced an ice cream sommelier, <laughs> or just no, just or a general. wine sommelier. <laughs> I I'm ten times more likely to have experienced an ice cream sommelier. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, let's just say hypothetically, yeah, that it, you had that experience. Yep. How like I like I was thinking about this and I I wasn't eating ice cream. I drove past, though, an ice cream parlor. Sure. And I saw all the flavors that they wrote out. Mm-hmm. I was on like, oh. the chalkboard or whiteboard or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I was thinking, you know, every ice cream parlor has similar flavors, mm-hmm. right? Like black cherry, vanilla, sure. chocolate, Rocky Road. Like, they all have to, right? You yeah. can't really go too far beyond that. But then I was thinking, how do you serve, let's say, <laughs> which of your ice creams pairs best with your chili cheese dog? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like ice cream shack, you get like a no no no, no. corn dog right, and fries. Right. No, I wasn't thinking. Like, of, no, oh, I'd recommend the vanilla bean with butterfinger crumbles on top. I wasn't thinking <laughs> that. I was thinking of how would you, how would how could you upscale that experience in a fine dining type situation, um, and how would they be able to, I guess, I guess sell it in a yeah, way or sure. just do it. You know what I mean? Um, so okay, so. We, the depth is obviously ridiculous, right? You could be like, "Oh, we have, we have a, we have a fantastic uh, French vanilla." You know, the cows are completely grass-fed, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, like from the from the northern Argentinian region. It's fantastic, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they get they uh, they get herded up the mountain at each morning at six in the morning to eat the the grass with dew still on it. It's fantastic. oh six in the morning, no thank you. <laughs> it's fantastic, you know. You can really taste the. The, the fullness of the milk because of this and, and gross. Just, I'm genuinely uninterested in it now. I don't want my milk to be full. <laughs> you like you like fat free ice cream? Uh no. Fat free milk for I your do, ice cream? I do like fat free milk though. Mmm. That but, watery, sugary milk. But for your ice cream? No, I don't know. No, you want um, full fat for your ice cream. I get that this there sure, there's a million ways to do everything. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong in thinking how this can be done, but I am. You're wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> this is, you're bastardizing one of the best things in the world. So would you rather have in a fine dining experience them say, would you like the French vanilla? And you say yes. And they go, great. And then they wheel a card out and a guy takes out like like a briar's box and peels off the cardboard and scoops it out and throws it on your plate. Is that, is that, that, is that sounds better? Perfect. No joke. That's exactly what I want. But if I rarely get a dessert at a restaurant, but if I do, it's usually vanilla ice cream. I don't need some like, oh, we have this molten lava cake with gold flake and crumbles of dark chocolate from Argentina or whatever. No, just, yeah, vanilla bean, maybe on a cookie. I'm good. Shout out to Chili's, by the way. Skillet cookie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's be real now. Let's be real. Some real talk? Yeah. Yo, for real? Skillet cookie? Oh, fuck. Yeah, like, holy shit. Legitimately? My girlfriend and I had it. We both agreed this is the best dessert we've ever had in our lives. Holy, and you know know what's maddening about it, though? What? If you have a cast iron skillet, you can just make it at home. Yep. It's just... 
Oh, we bought cookie dough. Smush it in this cast iron skillet. Put it in a toaster oven. And then put a soft ball of vanilla ice cream right on top. We just we have a skillet cookie dessert. Boom, you just fucking did it. Yep, exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, but who's going to make a skillet cookie at home? Not me. I am going to go to Chili's and have it after my honey chipotle chicken crispers. We, uh, my girlfriend and I actually just had that on the weekend. That's awesome. The skillet ice cream. Skillet cookie. The two for 25? Yeah. Oh, baby. That's the one. Two for 25, uh, chips and salsa. I got a, uh, what is it? I think it's the eight ounce steak sure medium rare yeah. with uh roasted veggies and steamed broccoli yeah and then uh we had the skillet cookie skillet cookie that'd be split. skillet cookie if you are whoever's listening if you're a person who would ever go to chili's go to chili's Two for 25 and oh. do order whatever you want to but make sure you get the skillet cookie and, and like make sure you save room for it too so you can savor it you don't split want to like, it. split oh, it with somebody so you gotta, you gotta split yeah, it with somebody and sp- yeah and it is like on its own you should split it so back to the point yeah anyway i feel like th- i feel like this this topic isn't taking root for you nope. because i don't think you've been to like have you dealt with that kind of shit before it sounds horrible to me <laughs> I don't like to be catered to that much. You don't? No, not at all. Oh. I, I want someone to hand me a sheet of paper with options, and I'll go like, man, I have so many questions a about A sheet all of, of paper? These. Yeah, or whatever. You don't even want laminated menus. Honestly, I prefer a sheet of paper, if we're really going to get into it. A nice, thick cardstock, rather than a laminated thing with, like, the leather edges. Yeah, no. With, like, the, the metal corners. <laughs> At like a di- I mean, at a diner, that's the way to go, obviously. But um, no, I just want menu. I will make what sounds like the best decision and I will tell you it and then you will bring it and I will eat as much of it as I can. And I will say thank you at the end. And then they'll be like ice cream. And I'll be like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so end of transaction. So what, what? how do you handle when you order wine? Oh, it's actually pretty easy. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> they hand me the wine menu and i go oh this is wrong <laughs> <laughs> you have the apple juice with alcohol in it because that's the one i like the bubbly apple juice okay never mind that. <laughs> yeah sorry this i don't see french fries on this menu. okay <laughs> <laughs> all right never mind i guess i guess we're just different experiences talking right now just yeah, exactly yeah yeah we're yeah. just you're way more bougie than i different am. lanes no i'm not bougie <laughs> it's, just, it's just how many sommelier experiences have you had i don't know like one hand okay like, not a lot i was actually just, gonna say like could you count them on one hand yeah i don't know probably like three times okay each time i've been i've never had to deal with them myself it's always been a family member that deals with them okay got which, it got it but i have dealt like, with the process of having to order wine for a table which is nerve-wracking because it's yeah. like oh i don't like it's like oh i don't i don't want to have i don't like dry chardonnays yeah and they're just i was just like ooh, but that person likes dry chardonnays it's like well then we can't get chardonnays okay what if we went with red it's like yeah. oh i don't like uh i only like what's that shit that people uh Mus- moscato no no that, that's a white moscato's a white rosé no, rosé is a blend. Um, I don't know. 
This is how much I don't drink it. Merlot, Merlot red, white, Merlot. pink. Merlot. Okay, I yeah. don't drink Merlots anymore. Okay. But some like it's like oh, this person only likes Merlots. It's like and I fucking hate Merlots. So it's just it's always a struggle because mm. getting a glass of wine is usually like twelve to eighteen bucks mm. when you can just split a bottle for like sixty yeah. for a table and everybody gets like two glasses. Yeah. And it's a way better investment. But that means you have to get wine that everybody will everybody like. Everybody agrees on. Which is hard. Yeah. So yeah. Or we could all get bubbly apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> no but like here's the thing with that type of experience and why even if it's offered to me if i go out if i'm like splurging uh like we are celebrating we are going out i'm taking you out you're taking me out whatever yeah we're going to a nice place yeah let's is do a it. sommelier let's do it i will decline the sommelier because here's what it they their job is to know everything about yes. wine yes and so you don't I have to know, know anything i know three colors <laughs> red white and then mix them together and they're gonna be like oh we have 60 different options this one if you drink wine every day of your life for 20 years you'll notice that this one has little hints of vanilla (laughs) and i'll be like cool but like white right (laughs) and they'll be like yeah and it's like this one pairs really well with a fish and i'll be like that's what i'm getting i'm getting the fish so if you say so, like the, it adds the nothing to the experience. That's the point. It of makes them. me nervous. You're not supposed. <laughs> I I do know. I have had wine. I don't like completely disregard wine. I I've never had a red that I liked, and I love Moscato, which is like a dessert wine. You like sweet shit. You don't. Yes, you don't I like do. Any reds? Yes, at all? I do. So if they if they come up and they're like, <laughs> oh, you're ordering the fish. What kind of wine do you like? And I'll be like, I like the candy kind. <laughs> And they'd be like, cool, that's the wrong kind for fish. I'd be like, well, I don't know then. Water, I guess. <laughs> like, there's, it's not for me. And there's no experience like, okay, so <laughs> I made fun of your stupid ice cream sommelier. But when you go to like an ice cream place that has like 50 different flavors. Yes. You like, I have a little back and forth. Because you don't want to go to one of those places and just be like, all of the vanilla bean or like all of the salted caramel or whatever. Uh, you kind of want to be like, oh, well, like, what's the the mint swirl? What's the swirl there? And they'll be like, oh, it's actually like we grind up Oreos and we swirl that through the ice cream instead of mint chocolate chip. So it's like more of a smoothie and you don't have to like chew on the chocolate chips. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. And that's kind of like an ice cream sommelier. Uh, so you do it. So I you, guess. Yeah. I so guess. You, yeah. They're yeah, a person yeah. who could tell me more about the flavor experience that I'm going to have. <laughs> Sure, I guess. Okay, you win. I'll I'll have an ice cream sommelier, but you're put you set it up in the wrong context. I'm not gonna go to a steakhouse, get a forty dollars steak, and be like, hmm, yes, which ice cream goes good with my tomahawk? I'll take the Oreo. No, you have it afterwards. It's yeah, different. I know. You have you have well. First of all, you have to have the post dinner drink that that washes it away. You sure. have like a brandy or port. Sure, you yeah. have whiskey or you have you have something that Cider. cleanses the palate. And prepare, dude. Ice cream and whiskey. Holy shit. Oh yeah, and bourbon. Ice oh, cream yeah. and bourbon. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah. See, so you, you get it. You I get can do it. that. So this, yeah. You don't fucking get it as a side with your steak. You don't. Do I that know shit. not with a side, but you like a sommelier, an ice cream sommelier at a steakhouse where you get you get a specific. Uh, no, get whatever ice cream you want. Like the. I, I well, first of all, I think ice cream at a steakhouse is very neutral as yeah. far as it's. Vanilla or chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't do a, oh, we did a seasonal mixed berry for blah, blah. It's like, I just had butter, salt, and meat 
mm-hmm. and pepper. And yeah. like probably there's there's garlic and thyme in there. Yeah. I'm not going to put, you know, rhubarb in my fu- like ice cream. Rhub- I'll have rhubarb, but ice cream rhubarb. No, that's not really a thing, right? Like that's I mean, I guess I, I no, it, it, that could work. That could work. That, that sure could, can. That, yeah. that could work. That could work. So, so we're coming to we're aligning. We're aligning here. A l- like we're a little together. bit. You're giving this we're conversation too much credit. Also, I think you give me too much credit. A, I'm not as bougie as you think I am, and B, you I'm, just said rhubarb. I'm, <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that word out loud. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm not as experienced as you think I am in those environments. I'm really not. I'm really not. I know a little bit about a certain amount of things, and okay. that's it. I don't know enough to be able to go like toe to toe and be like, oh, but how was the harvest? I heard the storm happened and, you know, it took out half of the half Oh, of the that's harvest. like how way that hard. Go? That's like, like professional, like wine is your hobby or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what that is. I'd like, say, you know, a medium amount of a lot of adult things, <laughs> cigars, whiskey, wine, steak, like all sorts of stuff, car, <laughs> like singular car. Yeah. Yeah. It's- <laughs> singular cigar yeah yeah or i'm like cool candy bars zelda (laughs) (laughs) okay okay well i i just i feel like i would actually like and that's where this came down to i would almost like that experience because i like that kind of not the intimidating talk like you're talking to somebody who knows so much mm. but that talk where their job is just to give you advice yeah right so when you show up and you go "Ooh, should i get the kansas city cut or should i get the new york cut and they go oh well what kind of marbling do you want or what kind of tenderness do you want because the kansas city is going to be mm. more off of the this part of the cow sure, versus sure. the new york and i go all right i think i'm gonna go kansas because it's gonna have like a like a juicier part to it and they go see oh, I okay totally recommend that so that that unlocked something in this conversation we're, for we're, me, we're, we're bringing you in. We're I guess so. You in. <laughs> so I have I have two revelations that I'm I'm inching closer to your okay. side of the camp. Okay, okay. But you got to calm down. Okay, okay? okay. you got to cut me I'm, some slack. I'm slacks wiggling too. in my chair. I'm wiggling. You got to realize that this whole conversation is stupid, but, but you're slowly winning me over. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> I oh. guess you could say that when I worked at GameStop, I was kind of like a video game sommelier. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Literally part of the interview process, um, which I have a quick side note about. But uh, the other thing, I, I will say that, like, there will be some times that if, if I went to a steakhouse and I, like, I might have some questions of, like, I don't know exactly which one I want to get. And I would feel comfortable saying, I'm not quite sure which one I want to get. And they'd be like, okay, like, what are you in the mood for? Do you want something, like, really tender or really smoky or something like that? Um, and then, like, we can have, like, a little back and forth. Or, like, we have this burger. What kind of cheese do you want? And be like, I don't know. Which one would go good with this? And oh, like, we oh do because a, of the we toppings, do, we suggest, like, the... We do a tri-blend with our ground sure. beef. So, because of that, we recommend something a little bit more nutty. Because anything exactly. other than exactly. that would be too mild. And that's a realm. That's, a, that's an arena that I'm comfortable stepping into. But with wine, it's so intimidating. It's like, I don't know. Just like, so, I'm going to pinch a my nose when I drink it anyway because it's nasty. No, no, no. So actually, big, big tip. You know you know how um, how wide the yeah. glass is when, yeah. you, when you drink from a wine glass, like yeah. a proper wine glass? <laughs> Excuse me. Also, you can tell the difference between white uh, and red glasses because the... Yeah. Anyways. The, the, wide, the reds are like super wide, right? 
No, nah, the uh, it, it's more it's more in the stem, mm, the height, okay. because you're not oh, supposed okay, to okay. hold the glass with whites because then you oh. heat it with your hand. Oh. So you're supposed to hold it. That's why you see people drinking it from the stem, because you want to keep it as cold as possible, as long as possible. Okay, compared to see, reds, where you could scoop it see? up and you, you can hang on to it because it will be warmer and that's bougie. okay. Because you bougie. <laughs> you already know so much more about that. Like, I get, like there'll be. 20 million people who listen to this episode <laughs> and 18 million of them don't know that anyways anyways <laughs> anyways um oh, fuck what was i saying i was oh right when you uh here's a trick yeah. um that i learned from a vineyard when you uh drink the wine yeah like, right before you begin to drink it like you want the glass up against your face yeah you inhale as oh, you sip it okay and as you inhale and sip it you unlock like More a larger spectrum of flavor bougie, bougie instead of having a closed off yeah and drinking where you lose a lot right because there's so much to both sensories yeah so if you smell it essentially as you drink it yeah when you bring it up to your face that's why it's it's wide enough to make sure it reaches, yep. so you can smell it as it, as you sip. And it's wide enough where you could look at it as well. You blow some bubbles so you hear it, and if you could <laughs> stick a finger in there and just feel how the wine feels, all five senses. <laughs> sure, that is the new method. You said you had a, a side note about GameStop. Uh, yes, I'm done talking about sommeliers, but uh, the GameStop interview involves uh, like. I don't think it had to, but my manager was very like passionate about like, we're here to like, there will be people who come in, they want a video game and they won't know which one to get, which like I super respected. Like he took the role very seriously and he, he took the store very seriously, but he was still a super fun guy. So like part of the interview process, he wanted to make sure that he like got people who knew about a lot of video games. So someone was like, uh, I've always wanted to get into like JRPGs, like Japanese role-playing games, but like I've never really played one before. What, what kind of game would you recommend to them? And it's like, ooh, that's really interesting. And like, you kind of try to come up with answers. And Pokemon Red. <laughs> uh, and, and then like, oh, I liked playing uh, like Call of Duty and like online games with my friends, but like they're super busy nowadays. So like, what kind of game can I like play online that's like Call of Duty, but like you don't really need to squat up or something like that? It's like, oh, cool. Here's a game that I have experience with, or blah 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 blah. Uh, there was one guy when I was assistant store manager, I would like interview people with him. And we like, we had like a lot of fun coming up with like the questions and like what kind of answers we weren't really looking for specific answers, but we just wanted to see the way people would answer. There is one guy who like, when we asked him like, so are like, are you into video games? He's like, Oh yeah, I play call of duty uh, almost every night with uh, my friends. Uh, and I've been playing call of duty for years. I love it so much. I, uh, I got a custom call of duty controller and stuff like that. It's like, Oh wow, this guy really likes call of duty. He, he's must be a really big gamer. And they're like, so um, a person comes in uh, and says that they've always wanted to get into like JRPGs. Uh, what kind of, but they've never like played any, what kind of video game would you, would you give them? And he's like, that's the Japanese, uh, RPGs. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I had a friend, I had a friend who played a lot of those and he was actually one of the friends who I was talking about earlier, who I used to play a lot of call of duty with. So since he played a lot of JRPGs and he really liked call of duty, I love call of duty. So I'd probably recommend call of duty. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Got it. It's not really a a, a JRPG, JRPG at all, right? It's not made in Japan, and there's no role playing elements in it, so not quite. We didn't tell them that, but we were like, okay. We both like instantly telepathically were like, no. 
hard bat. I was gonna say, I was hoping he would sit there and go, <sighs> Black Ops 2. <laughs> a specific one? A specific Call This one game. has the most role-playing elements yeah, in it. I think Black Ops 2 really <laughs> speaks to that kind of theme that you would also get. Yeah, from, like, exactly. I think it's it's a great JRPG. Yep. And then we asked him, like, one other, too. <laughs> and he said Call of Duty again. But he, I think he did say something specific. And then I jumped in because I could tell uh, my manager was going to, like, move on and, like, probably start to wrap up the mm. interview because he's, like, heard enough. Um, but... <laughs> I asked him one more and I was like, cool. What about a person who like really wants to play games with their significant other, like couch co-op or something like that, a game where they can play together on the same TV just so he would say Call of Duty one more time. And my manager was like, why did you keep going? You knew he was going to keep saying Call of Duty. I was like, I want to see how far we could push it. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was awesome. If you... <laughs> yeah, no, I, just, I was going to say like, recommend like, uh, like a card playing game, you know, yeah. like... Oh, well, when like you a, prestige in Call of Duty, you get, like, a prestige <laughs> card? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's funny. That's good. Uh, Call of Duty's not... It's called Call of Duty Vanguard came out today. What is that? I don't know. It's uh, some type of update. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> some type of update where supposedly there's a new map and an anti-cheat for the first time. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Cool. Um, ooh. What's next? I want to say, I want to, I want to address the Kraken. Yep. Because it's been like three weeks now since, since the, uh, the, draft. the draft for the Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken, the new Your hockey team. My, my favorite hockey team. Yes. I want to know based off of the draft. Yeah. And I know I'm not expecting, as somebody who listened to hockey experts and industry insiders say, I think this guy's in the minor league right now and he's on his way up or he's about to not knowing everybody on the roster that they chose. Yeah. I'm not expecting you to be like, oh, yeah, well, that player, you know, the way he, you know, his plus minus was so good in the past two seasons. Like he's obviously on the upswing. I just want to know off of everything that happened with the draft. What are your thoughts and emotions about the Seattle Kraken moving into this upcoming season? I I still have very, very baby. I have pre thoughts. <laughs> like I'm still like baby thoughts. Yeah, I have baby thoughts. Baby I thoughts. know, I know li- a little. I was gonna say little to nothing about hockey. I know little of hockey. <laughs> uh, I okay. I know how the game is played. I know the rules. I know that's a lot um, of hockey. A brief bit of the history and some things like that. That's and a lot I've of hockey. Seen a lot of clips, a lot of famous clips and things like that. Yeah. I know kind of the the like the vibe of hockey and Mm -hmm. how it's different from like baseball and basketball and football and things Mm -hmm. like that um and i i joined like the hockey subreddits and the nhl subreddits and the seattle kraken subreddits and i've just been like i i've hit this very comfortable spot where it's very daunting to decide to get into something like i'm gonna get into hockey hell Uh, yeah i want to play hockey i'm gonna get into jrpgs (laughs) um and like you kind of don't know where to start and things like that and i i've gotten and i've never really like decided this before besides like i'm gonna get into streaming uh like it's it seems really daunting and i've i've gotten very comfortable with the fact that it's gonna be a slow build and I know very little right now, and I don't need to like cram my head full of more things. No. To know. So I've just been observing and yeah. watching and absorbing what other people are saying. And from what I know, 
if I look back on this draft in five years and like once I know a lot more about hockey and I go back and I, I read about how this draft went again, it seems fucking hilarious. <laughs> Because everyone, the consensus, the consensus I'm finding is, I'm not sure if this guy's a secret genius, or if it's just as mediocre as it looks. Who, George McPhee? Uh, the whoever the owner, whoever's the person deciding all of the drafts and the trades and things pretty like sure, that. I'm the, pretty sure it's George. I think I'm pretty sure it's George McPhee. That time, name doesn't ring a bell, but um, no? okay, no, no, no. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like, hmm, that's a weird choice. And then another thing, that's another weird, weird choice. choice. And then we're going to trade this guy away for nothing. Like one of our star players already. We're just going to give him away. It's like, that's a really weird choice. <laughs> it's like, what's the what's the long con here? I, yeah, so that's the thing. I don't know what the... So, he, okay, the Vegas Golden Knights changed the, everything. the last newest team from like yes, three the years last ago. expansion team before seattle kraken yeah changed everything yeah because the vegas golden knights came in yeah they drafted the way they drafted and then they were in the stanley cup playoffs mm-hmm. and they're now one of the top teams ever since yep like they never were not a good they were never not a they've had three great years so great far. team yeah that whole experience shook up hockey yeah in a way that that I don't think anything else has in a while. Yeah. Like that shook up hockey in a huge way. Like changed the meta. Not just the meta, but how like nobody thought that would be a possibility. Yeah. And then they saw how they drafted mm-hmm. and they said, why did they choose that player? That player analytically was doing this. This player over here was going to get dumped because of their contract. This player over here didn't have room because the other other defensemen were superstars and they would never get the chance to develop like the way they chose their roster Mm -hmm. really changed how gms looked at their teams and said okay the expansion draft is a thing that exists Mm -hmm. how do we man like the montreal Canadiens doing that crazy shit when they put their star goaltender their number one goaltender carrie price a future hall of famer and they said uh carrie's gonna be available (laughs) It's like, why? What are you doing? Yeah, and, and everybody was, excuse me. And then it turns out it's because Carey Price is injured. Mm. He's getting surgery or whatever. He's going to come back, and he has a massive contract. So that was a bluff. It was, you can take me. You're going to take my injured, expensive ass with with that pick. Like I'm coming <laughs> yeah. over with a very expensive contract, yeah. and I'm coming over a little injured. So <sighs> if you want me, I'm here. Yeah. It was like, go ahead, come on. I'm Come very on. expensive and not currently worth the money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So moves like that were kind of just, okay. So the way teams handled this draft was very different because they all they all saw what Vegas did, studied mm. what Vegas did, and said, I'm not letting my team get taken advantage of again. Yeah. And the way they did it. And it almost looks like, in my opinion, as a hockey fan, Seattle went super conservative and said, instead of trying to replicate the Golden Knights – we're going the complete opposite direction, and we're just going to go for, let's lay a... Okay, here's the other thing. The Vegas Golden Knights have been going for broke every season. Yeah. They've been trading away everybody. Well, not everybody. They've been trading away valuable assets, whether it's draft picks or players, for whatever best players on the market. They're like treating every season like it's the last season. Yes. They're yeah. like, we have to win. We have to win. We have to win. We have to win a cup. We have to win a cup. And Seattle's kind of just like, there will be a cup. 
Yeah. But we need to set our foundation as an organization for right. the long term. And that means drafts. That means low cap hit. That yep. means prospects. Exactly. That means not a lot of big. I don't even know who their biggest name is right now. Yeah. It's one of the, the brothers. Like the two. Everybody keeps talking about the two brothers. I forget their names, but there's two brothers on the team, which is cool. But um, and one of them is a very good player from what I've heard. But it seems like it's in line with kind of the way they've been running the whole business, for lack of a better word. Um, you can say business. It's like it's very like <laughs> not to sound like an old man, but like young and hip. Uh, like it's very forward thinking. It's very like future proof, eco friendly, like, and yeah, that like their stadium is all eco friendly. It's going to use all compostable silverware and plates and things like that. And it's built uh, like to be very sustainable. Yep. And it's in Seattle, which is a very progressive city. And yes, like they hired children. Like their team is like kids. Yeah, <laughs> the oldest person is like twenty five or something yeah. like that. It's a very young roster right now. Yeah, exactly. So um, and it's very cheap too. So like they're investing in the long run instead of like let's max out this team, try to have a blowout year. Yes. Like let's just let's yeah, like you said, set a foundation, get some kids who are gonna be here for a while, uh, because they have like cheap contracts and they'll like They'll be the first people on the team, and they're going to make the team what it is, and it'll yep. be like a ragtag group. They're going to define it. Yeah. Yep. And they're going to like grow together, yep. and yeah. It seems so, cool. Yeah. So I want to know, as you being the, the Kraken fan, yeah, what's your excitement level like? Like, what, like, where are you th- what are your thoughts on the upcoming season and hockey in general for moving forward? Uh, I'm excited to finally like watch games because I watched like clips from the playoffs and the finals and things like that. But go ahead. Quick interruption. That's the one downside you're going to have. Okay. They are in the Pacific. Okay. They play Pacific time. Which is very late. Yes. Okay. Got it. So, uh, continue. (laughs) (laughs) How late are we talking? Like, uh, hockey games are at night? Uh, yeah. Usually hockey games are seven o'clock puck drop. Seven to 7.30. So, it's going to start at 10 o'clock our time. Okay. Interesting. Sometimes there's eight o'clock puck drops. Okay. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> interesting so I, I feel like west coast teams have like way lower like viewer counts they must right like on tv channels uh, so here's the thing where you are lucky yeah the nhl offers the nhl game pass which, yeah you know if you want to maybe split seas or something we could we could negotiate something do you have an account i don't you know why because <laughs> the nhl won't allow streaming through their like game pass membership subscription when there's a local service that has the broadcast contract exactly so as a ranger new york rangers fan and a montreal canadians fan guess what i can't watch the rangers and canadians and canadians yep because if it can be broadcast uh locally I such the streaming right gets taken away and says due to streaming rights this cannot be broadcast cable is dead get over it (laughs) but like so that's why it's not worth it it's so not worth it uh however with covid the nhl cut the price in half so it was it was i almost got it but then i was like come be a kraken fan with me you could watch them i i do want to watch them i'm extremely interested in how they're gonna play yeah i'm extremely interested we should watch games together oh that's late that's that's late oh that's late i mean we can like if you want Will they play on thursdays do you think yeah we could watch a game after we record some days you're gonna be up for that 
for like part of it. I probably I probably will never watch an entire full game live. Unless it's a really good game. If it makes you feel better, I've rarely watched a full game. Yeah, right? Ever. Yeah. Like ever. It's because it's and you'll get this as you become as you as you watch and experience more hockey, like NHL level hockey as you keep mm-hmm. watching it. The NHL hockey style of play is I don't want to say formulaic, but it's very system based mm-hmm. and it's so because it's system based it's extremely patterned and you're yeah. going to quickly pick up on it especially if you watch enough game footage you can almost start predicting how it's going to go yeah not so much like the puck in the net but more of like okay so they're going to like swing wide they're going to pinch in they're going to drop back they're going to mm-hmm. try to break in they're going to chip past like you'll start seeing it because everybody is is fast and strong and and skilled so the way that one team wins is that they force a system breakdown on the other team right exactly so it comes down to in the pivotal moments either do you have a superstar player who's that much better than everybody else Mm -hmm. or do you have a team concept and system in place that's more consistently like uh successful in execution yeah that's interesting and so you start seeing it like you'll start seeing how they swing wide you'll see how they break up and break the pass out and you'll be like and this is why I stop watching the games. I get pissed because I'm just like, it's two periods and they're still trying the same, the mm. same strategy to break in the zone. It's not working. It's been 40 minutes <laughs> of them getting stopped at the blue line and then breakaways coming down. I don't know why the coaching staff isn't saying anything. I'm getting so frustrated. I'm just going to fucking watch it. And I just turn it off because I get so mad because I'm seeing it with the Again, and if I could see it as an inexperienced player and yeah. fan versus like experienced professionals, yeah, it's it's it, it's aggravating because it's just clearly you can't get shots off by doing what you're doing. Yeah, so it's why are you trying working. it for the next forty minutes? Yeah, even like someone with no concept of the game, if they could get what they're keep trying to do, yeah, and it like, keeps not working. It's like they keep bouncing it off the board, but then it keeps going to the other team's defenseman, and then the other team's defenseman just throws it back out. Yeah, Why do they keep doing so it? interesting. But it's because that's the way that team practice breaking into the zone. Yeah. And because, again, it falls back onto the team concept to be cohesive, mm-hmm. it's not easy to change that because they haven't drilled it. Yeah. So you can't say, cool, we're not going to do a chip and chase. We're now going to do like... You know, we're going to do a drop pass D-man break in the zone, and then we're going to do like a rotating coverage on the back end. If a team hasn't doesn't have that drilled, and they don't have that like cohesive unison in doing it, yeah, and that fucks up, that's a that's in the net. Yeah, so they don't want to let go because they're scared, and you'll hear it. They're they're gripping the stick. It's when teams are so pressured to not make a mistake, they mm. keep doing what they're doing because that's what's been patterned into them. That's the behavior that oh they've been practicing. Gosh. So you'll hear the announcer drill say after it. drill after drill after drill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Drill after drill of like, hey, we're going to do like a two touch pass and break out the zone on the wall. Yeah. They do that consistently all throughout a season. And then they go up against a team that's like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to stop that by drilling this. Yeah, exactly. And then they drill it. And then <sighs> that's so like almost like disheartening, like with how boring <laughs> it is. It's like it, it's like fencing. It's like, oh, I see you're using the. The Frenchman's Lamborghini move against my. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were about to drop some serious fencing knowledge. That's a real fencing move. Is it? No, it's not. And I was going to say, like, oh, and I'm bougie? And I'm bougie? Yeah. It's like, ah, your left handed walrus sprint is nothing against my Frenchman's Lamborghini. I mean, it, so you can almost kind of say the same thing with fighting, right? Like, you, like especially in boxing, especially in MMA, you can almost kind of see the same kind of 
tendencies where it becomes a pattern of predictable, but it's much more um, chaotic. There's many more variables in combat sports of something happening Yeah. versus in sports. It's kind of, I'm not going to say it's boring because it's not, but it, it gets to a point if you watch a lot of hockey, which you probably won't mm. as somebody who, uh, who loves hockey. Yeah. I don't watch any of it. Yeah. No, I expect <laughs> like, to watch like highlight clips. Yeah. And like read Reddit threads. Like you can watch a game. Watching a game is fun, especially yeah. if it's a team you like. Especially go to a game. Especially when you like the players. Mm-hmm. When you get attached to the story and the character, uh, the characters in a, on a team roster. Oh, sounds like WWE. <laughs> that's when, but that's when you get invested into it. That's when I was like, oh man, I, like I got to see, you know, Sean Avery on the ice. I got to see yeah. Sean Avery get, get a shift or, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to watch like Eric Lindros or yeah i'm I'm recalling back to when i was younger or like oh man like all these players and it's it's you become way more invested into what happens shift to shift Mm -hmm. but when you are just like when i just turn on a game of a team that i'm not a fan of and i don't like minnesota wild versus the anaheim ducks and i'm watching i'm not gonna say i'm bored but i quickly just view it as like analytically yeah just like okay what are they doing Okay, cool. That's working. They're getting in. So they're yeah. getting zone entries. So that means they're going to have good scoring chances if they can maintain possession. Yeah. And they are maintaining possession. Okay. And they're fighting down below the hash marks by the underneath the goal line. So they're they're trying to jam it up behind the goal line. So they're trying to be physical all night. Interesting. That's going to be cool to see if yeah, they can score. Cool. I'm but, excited to learn uh, what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but if it doesn't work, then I'm just like, okay, cool. That didn't work. I wonder if they're going to do it again. Yeah. Uh, they're doing it again. All right. Let's see if they do it for the entire period. They did it for the entire period. I'll give them five minutes the next period. If they do the same thing again when they try to break in the zone, I'm yeah. not going to watch this anymore. <laughs> exactly. And that's how that goes. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10-ish minutes left. Uh, which one of these other... How dare you? These keep, are all yours. You keep ruining these episodes. How? Why? You keep putting this ceiling, this this, this limit, this, 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 this cap. Yeah. It's a healthy cap. It is. It is, a healthy, it is a healthy cap. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, land versus sea. Land versus sea. Okay, go ahead. Ooh-wee. Land versus sea. I want to talk about if you had to, you had a choice. Yes. A or B. A, land. B, C. C. C? Well, I'm not even done yet. <laughs> I was going to say, from this, from this weekend for the next 20 years. Oh, my gosh. You can only eat oh. either things from the land, land or things from the sea. Land. 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 Land? Yep. It's too... Yeah, no, land. Quick. I ate like... No, no, no. Protein. Protein. So like... Chicken versus fish. Chicken versus fish. Mussels, clams, scallops, lobster, if you crab, told me, If you told fish. me I had to choose between only chicken or all the seafood... I would still choose chicken. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. And it's really because chicken, chicken <laughs> is chicken is pulling the weight of land. It's really chicken. Really, really? it's chicken and the other meats as well versus seafood. <laughs> it's too versatile. It's too good. It's like my favorite ingredient in anything that it's in. What is your least favorite version of having chicken? Ooh, baked. I think baked, baked chicken, chicken breast. Baked chicken breast? Yeah. Boring. Dry. Okay. Baked. Okay. Same thing. Land C. But if you say land, you can only have baked chicken breast. C. 
See? Yeah, you, now you just turn into no, my no, no, least no, favorite no, no. way to have you chicken. Can, you can still have all the other land meats, like oh, steak and oh, lamb oh, and everything see. else. But when I have chicken, it has it's, to be the shitty yes. chicken. But I could still have like pork and beef and blah, blah, but blah. But you have to have all the land meats in your least favorite way. Oh, versus seafood. Yes. Well, then seafood. Why? Okay, why? Because all those things that chicken is in, that it's my favorite thing in, we're talking rice bowls. We're talking soups. We're talking meal prep. Swap it out for shrimp. We're good. All set. Okay. And then like fish and stuff like that. So wait, hold on. Is it all the land proteins in my least favorite way versus all the seafood in whatever way? Yes. Yes, then seafood. Really? Because shrimp is my put it in whatever really? protein. Yeah. And then fish is nice. Lobster's great. Crab is good. Sushi's incredible. True. But shrimp is so versatile. Shrimp is the, like the the chicken. But what, what? So do you agree with me that chicken is like the most versatile? Put it in literally anything that Egg. requires a protein. Oh, egg is the most I think versatile. Egg, egg is the most versatile. What's your least favorite way to have egg? Oh, my least favorite way to have eggs? Yeah. Uh I got mine. I got mine too. I don't know if it counts. Um you know when you get like a breakfast sandwich at a place that sells breakfast sandwiches, mm. like a chain restaurant that yeah. sells breakfast sandwiches? Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And it's like, is this an egg? It's just <laughs> This is a disc of white and yellow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That That is my least favorite way to have egg. That, I, same with my girlfriend. Ugh. I don't mind it. I can fuck with it. I had that for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I had bacon, egg, and cheese uh, from Dunkin' Donuts oh, this morning. Oh, <laughs> dude. It was so good this morning, too. It was oh. so, like, moist and, like, like not juicy, but, like, ugh, juicy egg. My least favorite. Wait, Do wait, you wait, remember? wait, wait. That's on par with buffet scrambled eggs. I could fuck with those too. But you know why? Why? I've seen how those are made. Oh, yuck. It's not bad. It's just like this giant jug of like liquefied <laughs> eggs <laughs> yeah. that they pour in the flat top and they just quickly scramble and like flip, 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 Until flip, it's flip, flip, enough flip, flip, flip. and then throw it in the bucket. <laughs> yes. And then because of that, like it's not fully cooked. So like the bottom of the chafer always get, has, it's always wet. Like, yeah. Always has puddles. Yeah. And it's just like, and then it's not fluffy and then you get it out and you put it down and it's like, it cools off immediately. Yep. And it's like jello when you yeah, slide it like, down and wiggles and yeah. it's just like... <laughs> Mmm, yum. Yeah. See, I could so still those two are ties. Those, that's ve- those are very similar. Do you remember growing up with computer mice and you, like you could unscrew the bottom of the thing and then like, the ball out? Ball out. Yes. Yes. That is the yolk of hard boiled egg, and I hate it. <laughs> that's I, I love the yolk of hard boiled eggs. Oh, the chalkiness with the white and how they blend in texture, and it's see, chewy white, but but chalky. The white is okay with like some pepper on it, or maybe oh, even a little bit of mayo, salt and pepper on the hard boiled egg. I could just I, I I used to just the whole thing. They have those at the cafeteria at work. Hard boiled egg. I think it's ninety five yeah, cents it, for two hard boiled eggs. Oh no 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 no! I think it's like three dollars. Oh, it used to be ninety five cents. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, because um, I looked at it and I said, "Wait, wait, wait! That is a great snack. How much is it? Holy fuck! Really? For another dollar fifty? I could get tw- like I could get two dozen at Costco. Yeah, exactly. So no, this is not I, mean, I could have sworn it was like a dollar ninety five at least back in the day. That's a dollar ninety five for two eggs. Yeah, I, yeah. 
Well, uh, no, like ninety-five cents. Oh, I didn't oh mean no, to say uh, no, uh, it's like a dollar ninety-five. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like almost two bucks. It's like not bad. It's a decent amount of protein. It fills you right up. Yeah, but like I used to get that all the time. You can get a carton of eggs for a buck fifty. I used to. <laughs> let me tell you about this genius innovation that I used to do. It comes in a little plastic cup with the lid, right? What does the two eggs? Like a plastic. It, it pop comes container. in like a yeah, little, yeah. Uh, yeah, pop top, whatever. Uh, I used to take them out. Put the lid upside down on the table next to me, put the eggs on the lid, cut the eggs in half, take the yolk out, put it back in the cup, squirt some mayonnaise in there, squirt some mustard in there, a little bit of pepper in there, mix it up with a spoon, and then spoon that out of the cup and back into the hollow cut in half egg. Deviled eggs for a buck ninety five or whatever. <laughs> so good. Did that work? It was perfect, yeah. I mean, it was like cafeteria yellow mustard so it wasn't the best quality but i would i would have four halves of deviled eggs and someone would inevitably watch me make it they'd be like are you making deviled (laughs) eggs out of the cafeteria eggs i'm like yeah you want one and they're like yeah and they'd always try to be like damn that's pretty good (laughs) that is a deviled egg and i'm at work this is cool yeah you don't like the yolk no, I hate the yolk. If you gave me just a deviled egg, chances are I will I will get to the yolk, try it, and if that bite is nasty, which it usually is for hard-boiled eggs, I will eat the white and throw the yolk away. Um, but like a medium-boiled when it's still a little like mushy in there, that's fine. Obviously like soft, al- like almost like soft. Almost soft. Yeah. Like I'll take hard-boiled if it's still like creamy. I'll say like creamy. So warm. No, it doesn't have to be warm still. I mean, like I always have like hard boiled eggs, medium boiled eggs or whatever out of the fridge. Like I always have them cold. They're great warm though. But when they're chalky, you said chalky, with yes. the, which is the exact thing that I hate about it. Oh, I like it. Uh, it gets pasty. <laughs> no, God. Oh my God. Like I'm literally getting nauseous. I can't talk about this anymore. Sprinkle of salt, sprinkle of pepper, bite into half of it and the other half, a little bit more pepper and just throw it in. Or even better, you get some Frank's. Do you one one drip? That sounds pretty good. One drip on it. Throw no, it in. it's still. It needs to be a little creamy. I can't like because you bite through the like soft, soft, soft egg white, and then you get to like just like <laughs> chewing through like steak. The middle of it is so tough. And steak is so yummy. Uh, but uh not when it tastes like an egg yolk. Oh my god, it's so gross. I want to stop. I wish we never started talking about this. <laughs> I choose seafood. Wait, so <laughs> So you your least favorite way to have an egg is hard boiled. Hard boiled. Okay. I could totally do it if it's like medium to medium hard boiled. No. But when it's overcooked, which that usually is when it's hard boiled, Gross. Gross. What's your secret to cracking the shell? Uh, roll it. You just roll it on the table. And then, like, the shell is, like, completely, like, nothing. And, oh, and then I actually saw there's, like, there's this new secret that I've seen that I haven't tried because it's been a while since I've made hard-boiled eggs. But you, like, peel it under running water. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once you start to peel it, there's, like, the membrane that like the shell is still stuck to mm-hmm. and the water like gets itself in the membrane and just kind of rips the rest of it off. I've never been successful with the water doing it, but it, I've definitely done that to make it easier. Yeah. You want to know what my trick is? Oh, yeah, go for it. When it's you done. You just eat the whole thing. No, when it's <laughs> calcium. When it's done, when it's done yep. and you put it in cold water yep. and it's still like super hot still, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. it just retains the heat. You wait until it's like manageable. Mm-hmm. You 
tap the bottom. Mm-hmm. You flip it over and you tap the top. Okay. You pull off both ends. Okay. So the top so and the, the bottom top are gone, exposed. The bottom is gone. You grab it with one hand. Yeah. You put a hand behind it. Okay. You put your mouth over the top. Oh, no. <laughs> you just pop it right into your mouth out of the shell? <laughs> your no. mouth is involved no. in this? You you have to, like, like really hook your lips on the egg top. <laughs> oh. But then you just take a deep breath through the diaphragm. Just... And you go... And you and blow. shoot it like a blow dart across the kitchen. <laughs> yes. Well, that's why your hand goes behind it. Okay. And it shoots the egg out and the shell is just there. Um, it It's not that successful. Usually what happens... <laughs> also, by the way, this really stupid way to do this doesn't work that well. No, no, no. What it does, it doesn't shoot it out like you think it does. But what it does do is that essentially it like... <laughs> shell like like flaps off it so like <laughs> there's space so yeah. it's easy to like like just slide it all off sure but it doesn't it's not as clean as like a and it comes out like you think um it can i've done it before but most of the time what it does is it's just that it loosens the shell all around so you can like just peel it off in one thing or you can just like push it through the rest cool that's how i do it I'm, I love I love them hot. I love them. I love oh them yeah. fresh. Yeah, they're good. They're so good fresh. Um, when I will will end on this because I'm nauseous. But when I <laughs> went to Sweden, I've been to Sweden twice. And a very common breakfast they have is either soft or medium boiled eggs with like a bunch of other things. But that's like the what? protein of okay. a breakfast. They just put it in like an egg cup. Have you like seen an egg cup? It's yeah, like that's a, not enough for breakfast. Well, I said with other things, but that's like the protein. Like you'll have like bread and toast and one like egg. some jam or whatever and like one or two eggs. And it's like a, like a little like candle holder, but it I've seen that an yeah. egg. Um, and you just kind of crack open the top, take off the egg and you like you get a spoon and you like spoon it out. So like the bottom half of the shell is still there. Okay. And you're like scooping it out. Um, have you seen, I think it's, in, I think it's. I think it's Thai. I think it's Thailand. Yeah. Have you seen the egg? Um, I'm going to get the official name. Hang on a second. It's going to be really quick. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. It's, no, you don't. It's, it's like an egg with a bird in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's from China. No. Oh, it's China. Yeah, Carl Pilkington. There's an episode of An Idiot Abroad where Carl Pilkington watches a dude eat one. <laughs> it's so gross. No, why are we getting grosser? No, I haven't seen it. Goodbye. <laughs> it's not getting grosser. Thank Thanks for listening, We're everybody. Just tra- <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just egg. It's egg with burden. And you like you like drink it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Please. quit i want to get away we're gonna quit just like a dragonfly going who sings that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah who sings it i want a milky way just like a dragonfly <laughs> i don't remember 
Lenny Kravitz. Oh, God. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, test. Yeah, test. <laughs>